Welcome to the CT Startup Podcast, an insider's perspective on the startup ecosystem in the great state of Connecticut. I'm Chris DeMauro with Sublime Exposure Online, and with me today... Eric Francis with Trifecta Ecosystems. And we are at Upward Hartford here in downtown Hartford, and we're talking with Shauna uh, Schlossberg. Ah, yeah, got we got it! it. We got it. That took a lot of effort uh, the first few times, so I got it on the first try. Yay me! Shauna, yeah. how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. So uh, tell us a little bit of Upward Hartford. What is it? Why are you here? Um, you're in the new, new new co-working space in town. So what's going on? Well, you're sitting in it. So yeah. you could tell me what what are we? Yeah. <laughs> um, Upward Hartford is the only, not I can't even say the newest, uh, co-working space downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are 27,000 square feet. We're divided into two floors, uh, private offices and conference rooms on the second floor and open space on the first floor. And as you see... It's just a great place for you to sit and work. There's an eclectic combination of furniture. There's hard desks, tables, comfortable couches you find in your living room. There's uh, impromptu meeting areas, you know, like little coffee tables with seats. And there's a coffee area. So you have coffee, tea, soft drinks, and some snacks. We are the place for entrepreneurs to start when they have that, uh, that idea the first time and then to grow their business. And we offer so many different opportunities. So you can, you know, if you're just starting out and you can't afford that much and you just want to be around like-minded people, this is where you land. You have the best internet downtown. You're, you have mentors, you have friends, you have people you can talk to, get advice from. You're going to meet a lot of investors. And as you grow, you could get a reserve seat that is a little bit more. And then you raise your first, you know, round of money and you say, hey, I'm hiring two more people. We need an office. Yep. And all that is done under the same roof. And it's, it, just to describe the scene, you know, it's very modern, very uh, techy, very Silicon Valley y. Yeah, um, I feel pretty fancy sitting yeah. here. I imagine this to be the, the, an office that I would like to set up. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I modeled it. I've been sitting in co working spaces for the last seven years mm-hmm. all over the world. And I modeled it after that. I mean, you say correctly, this is Silicon Valley techy feel. It was modeled after places I know from Silicon Valley, from uh, Silicon Beach in Santa Monica, New York, Tel Aviv, and parts of Europe too. And we, I kind of tried to take the best of everywhere. So that's why we have an open space area, but we also have the private offices. And we're going to have these great events because I learned over time what works, what doesn't work. And we're, we're going to try a lot of stuff out on people here. Um, but it's to create a sense of, you know, the startup community you want to be part of. Yep. You know, you're part of something a little cooler. You could come as people. I mean, there was some people here with suits. There was people here with flip-flops. There was, <laughs> there was people here with some, you know, things on their shirt that they can never walk into any company in town. Hartford is a very uh, corporate, low-risk place. Mm-hmm. But there were people here dressed today that you would see in the Silicon Beach or Silicon Valley. Yep. And a place like this is the safe zone in town. Any idea is welcome. Any person is welcome. You could dress what you want. You could say what you want. You could hang out. And you could start working at midnight. Like, yeah, you yeah. could be, like, weird and awesome and cool. So it's, it's, it's open, like, 24, you have uh, 24-7 yes. access? So mem- members get their the key card. The key card gets them into the building and to the space 24-7. They have full access to all the amenities. 
And the, the cool thing is, is that during the day, there may be a line for the conference rooms, and at night there isn't. Yeah. So the time to do business here is exactly yeah. is after uh, after 10 p.m. Do we really have to have the meeting at midnight? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh. So how did you get to, to Hartford? Uh, so so yeah. you said you, you were working with some other co-working spaces. You've had kind of experience all around. I mean, I've, I've seen a few in Connecticut. I, I actually haven't seen any outside of Connecticut um, other than the articles and, and stuff online, right? So tell us a little bit about that. How did you get here and everything like that? So I currently live in New York City. I used to live in Santa Monica and in Tel Aviv. I pretty much lived in many places across the world. But uh, a year and a half ago, I came to Hartford for this first time, and what attracted me here is, well, I've seen, I've seen these hubs forming in smaller cities, and I've seen them working in larger cities, but I said, Hartford is kind of a cool space to start something, because we have the young grads, we have the interns, we have great university here, so there's a pool of talent, but the most important, being an entrepreneur myself, I knew the most important thing is that you could uh, live somewhere cheap. Uh, do work cheap, like rent is affordable, hiring people is a little bit more affordable. It's so important that the first few years of an entrepreneur, they just have everything they need, you know, a little bit more affordable than New York City. And I saw residential was cheap. I saw offices would be, the, our office here for a person is a third of the price of the office where we're in, in a WeWork in New York City. My apartment here is a third of the price of the one in New York City. And you're like, wow, that's kind of cool. But it's the same talent. People are not smart in New York City. They're coming from Connecticut. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there was another very big component because as a new startup, the most important thing for you, you raise money. That's critical. But afterwards, even more important than the money are your first customers. And the larger your first customers are and the joint ventures you do are bigger, your promised success. So if I'm I to get in front of decision makers in New York could take years, literally. But here I could get anyone in front of Cigna or Travelers or Excel Catlin, who's actually a member a member here. Yeah. They have space here, and the the big companies are going to be taking space here. But there's no one in the state I can't get your meeting with. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, that's a game changer to startups because imagine I have an idea, I got some developers, I raised some startup cash, I have you know my community here. I have great mentors. There's going to be amazing mentors in this space. But then I say, mm, who will be my first client? What if it was a signal? Yeah. You could then go and raise a million dollars without blinking, a, you know, literally like that. And that's what I saw the potential of doing it here. Um, and, and I was more surprised that it hasn't been done yet because I felt Hartford had all the ingredients we needed. And that's what made me uh, jump in and say, let's do it. And we, I found this space. I fell in love with this space when it was raw. There was nothing here. It used to be a television studio, and I said, wow, this is amazing. So what you're seeing today, I have I saw for the first time a year and a half ago in my vision, and I had to wait a year and a half patiently <laughs> and telling people, I promise you it's going to be amazing. No, 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 we're, we're in the same thing. I'm, I'm uh, actually in the middle of a build-out with our facility with my company, and uh, it's kind of funny. We've been telling people, this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to look like. And now we can actually say, okay, this is what it's going to look like in another couple weeks. It's going to look a little bit different, but it's, it, it's like... We're a couple weeks away from this is what it is, right? And you're at that point now where, because today you actually had a, a kind of like an opening or you had like an event today, right? So today we had our first, we call it instead of open house, open working. So, yeah, get to work. Don't just yeah. come <laughs> Exactly. So, you can have a baby, but. Yeah. <laughs> this is our first one and we'll have one every single Friday from 10 to 2. And we chose Friday because most of the people, there's thousands of people working downtown. But, you know, Friday is just known as, you know, you dress a little bit more casually and it's a 
it's probably a better time that people can say, I'm going to work at Upward Hartford for a few hours. Just bring your laptop and land here. And there's coffee and there's drinks and there's some snacks and just work. So, so you kind of, one of, one of the things that, um, you know, we keep on hearing about Connecticut, obviously in any startup ecosystem, especially one that, that's growing, there's always the good and the bad, right? Every, I mean, Edna just, uh, just said that they're leaving, you know, we've had some bigger companies leave. So the business environment, some people say, is the greatest. But one of the things that we keep on always hearing is like the network. So you kind of like got that, right? So, so that's why you saw, saw Connecticut is because we're, it's a smaller pond, right? And you, you can be a bigger fish, right? Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, and so, um, Explain a little bit more about that. Like, like you, you talked about the corporate partnership. You said there's going to be there's going to be co-working here. Some of the strategic partnerships. Have, have you made any of those strategic partnerships around town? Like, how is Innovate Harper going to be working with like, the bigger guys? Okay, and again, that is I find the critical component for companies. Even in our work here, we're recruiting startups from around the world, and we they don't care. You know, a startup doesn't care if there's nightlife. They're working. They don't care if there's the best cafe across the street or the best bar. They want to know they have an awesome place to work. They want to know they have access to talent. And they want to know they can meet mm-hmm. their clients. And um, so that was the first thing when I saw in town, like I was saying. And that's what we started in. And we have incredible relationships with the companies. Like I said, Excel Catlin, first company to sign a one-year lease here for an office. They'll be rotating their executives here. Um, we're, we're in talks with, uh, with travelers, with the Hartford, with Cigna. Incredible relationship with UTC. UTC uses our space to do innovation days. Um, starting discussion with Medtronics and the likes, because those, those tend to be the, the biggest industries here. So you have the medical healthcare side. We also have a good relationship with Hartford HealthWorks and um, the Hospital for Special Needs. Yeah. Um, and so you, you think of the medical devices, um, healthcare IT field. You have the InsureTech, obviously, which is a no-brainer here. And then you have the... Um, the, the aerospace. And when we see the aerospace, we don't, like the startups are not necessarily building the next jet, but they're building drones. Incredible drone technology. And what people don't know is Pratt & Wynn and UTC are selling as much cyber and drones and robotics as they are the jet yeah. engines. So that's their their innovation, uh, new new innovation. And we have a very good relationship actually with Sikorsky and Lockheed Martin. And I show them startups all the time, startups we want to bring. And again, what I realized is, is that everyone says, how do we get more startups in Connecticut? And currently, we just don't have. So you, as, you, as you spur the local ecosystem, so students stay and start opening companies, you kind of have to match it in, in a good ecosystem. There's levels. You always have to see someone on top of you that did a little bit better. So I want everyone in this space to look up and say, that guy just raised $5 million. I'm as good as him. I could do that. He just closed a deal with, uh, with Excel Catlin. I'm, I'm as smart. I just had tea with him, and I'm like smarter. That's, but that's how a good, good, competition good old competition is the best way to spur an ecosystem. So you have your more established companies underneath are your newer companies, and underneath are your solopreneurs. And then you have what what I'm so excited about. One of our members is actually works for UTC, and on his spare time is starting a company in manufacturing. And I told him that he is the poster boy of what I want to see more in Hartford. We saw this in New York. We call it the exodus from corporate America. When Wall Street lost its allure, a lot of MBA, you know, a lot of the Harvard MBAs and, and Columbia MBAs that said, hey, we're young, we were just fired, bigger laid off. Let's go to startups. And, and those, that's what, that's how Silicon Alley started in New York. I want to see more of that here. A lot of people are just bored. 
there, there's a lot of early retirees that know exactly. I mean, they could turn around and make a sale in Cigna in a minute, much yeah, faster yeah. than anyone else. What if they paired up with a UConn grad, with a with a new techie who says, who says one year couldn't hurt me? I'm going to go and try to do a startup. And I mean, they could sell that startup within a year, twenty million, if they have if they have a Cigna as a partner. So we're working on all these partnerships. Again, some are, are stronger than others, but the, the they're amazing partners. All of them are so interested. We have really good partnerships with both UConn and University of Hartford, um, both on the business schools and on the engineering side and on the art side that Chris will, will speak about more. Um, so it's just kind of getting everyone together. I wanted to create a zone. Imagine that we have 29 offices upstairs. My dream is to have startup companies, like a startup sitting in Excel, Catlin, then another startup sitting next to Cigna, then having coffee together, an espresso, and closing deals. We have to close deals. Because if deals are closed here, we're going to have startups. And now people look around and say, there's not one startup in downtown Hartford. I want a year from now to say, hey, there's 40 of them. And then one, we may get the next Amazon here. And then the threat of Antna leaving will not scare anyone so much. It's obviously not a great thing, but the state has put all its eggs in one basket, these massive companies, but there's only 10 of them. If we would put the same eggs in 500 startups, we would get an Amazon. And what Amazon did in Seattle, we need a company to do here. You actually touched on some uh, interesting points. It sounds like you've got the, the private side of things. You, you have really good connections and all that. What about the public sector? Have you been, you know, how did the, the city of Hartford help out? Like, you have building relationships there sort of thing. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, we have really incredible connections on that end, too. Um, more in the state than the city, but I'll explain. Uh, we, the one thing when I started, I said, I don't want any public money. Not a cent from the city and not a cent from the state. But instead, I sat and uh, our relationships were with DCD and CI, that's uh, the two organizations you know, and we built a program together that said, if we can bring excellent companies from outside, companies that have raised money, that are earning great revenue, and can we convince them to come here? Can we possibly give them a loan? And we built a program that a company can get a $250,000 loan over 10 years, payable, with interest. So the state makes money, and these are really good companies. So this is not a company that had an idea on the shower yesterday. But they, some of them have raised $3, 4000000 million. And it's drone technology, um, secure communications, in, uh, Internet of Things, really cool technologies that if tomorrow come out of Hartford, that would be such in, 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 like immense prestige for us. So that we're working very closely on the state with that. The first two companies have been approved, and now we have more in the pipeline. So is that oh, really the venture cool. class program? No, this is separate. Class, okay. Although one of the venture class winners of last year, Linda Care, is one of our members. Okay. So CI promotes us to all its yeah. members, and now in venture class in, in the upcoming one, a lot of companies that we've been talking to, we always tell them go sign up for venture class yeah. too. So there's really good uh, uh, collaboration on that end. Um, with the city, the city has been amazing. Obviously, uh, we're, we're exploring different programs. For now, their biggest help was with the building and the inspections, and just they're, they're, they're very prompt. We're working with them on different events that we plan to have out here. So just, you know, logistically, we're, we're, we're close with them. But on the other hand, for example, one of the companies that we're bringing is a secure communications platform. And the first person I called is the chief of police. I said, they're selling to police, to police uh, uh, law enforcement agencies across the countries. Come take a look. Yeah. So that, that's where the partnerships are most important because law enforcement isn't like another company. 
But if we can attract companies that want to pilot smart city technologies and we tell them, come to Hartford we can help and pilot, yeah. exactly. So it's the same thing. I see the city as just another company. And it's, it goes back to what you're saying. And, and when you're in a smaller pond, it's easier to get to the people you need to talk to. Exactly. So now, now again, they're talking about kind of like public side. So the, the, the private side, you know, work with the, those companies. It makes sense because, first of all, a lot of a lot of startups don't think about those companies being their clients, right, or their customers. Like, you know, creating a, a product for a corporation, not for you know any consumer. So, so that, that's that's great, and that, that that actually is hugely valuable for for coworkers and for a network because for younger startups, obviously, getting into um, you know a, a valuable network is key for for their success. Now, from the from like the the state side, so. One of the one of the things uh, kind of critical about the state level, and like we've benefited from it because we've gotten grants and we've been through some of the CT Nexus programs and everything like that, is that kind of like we, you know, CI is the biggest venture capital arm in, in, in Connecticut, right? They're the most active, so they're the most active VC, which is part of the state, right? So, so talk a little bit about that. Like, do you, do you feel that um, like the the startup ecosystem is is too tightly kind of influenced by the state, you get what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like it's one of those things where it's a it's a catch twenty two, right? Chicken or egg kind of thing. Do, do the state, you know, promote it more or or do do we need more private kind of entities? Kind so of we forward? absolutely need more private entity. And I think one of the biggest fears when you ask people what the biggest problem in this area, they'll say there's no VCs, there's mm-hmm. no money. Mm-hmm. And I sat an event a few months ago and it was a, a few months and it was in a VC from Boston. And uh, a lawyer, a lawyer who's actually in this building, said to the VC, how do we get more VCs in town? Mm-hmm. And he said, for what? We don't have one company in town. Why would we come? And I said, it's so true because VCs are window shoppers. If I have one great company, no one's coming. They have to be able to say, no, 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 uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's how they do. They need, if, if they don't have 10 companies, they're not coming. So the goal is to bring here enough companies that they're, they're at the door. I don't need to invite them because what entrepreneurs, and, and it's funny because I've been on both ends. I remember being an entrepreneur. I said to myself, I need the investors so badly. I need the money so badly. How, like You feel like the helpless person who needs the money. But now that I'm on the other side, I can tell every entrepreneur there that the investor needs you more than you need him. He has money sitting that he has to invest, especially if it's a VC. A VC, they have money that has to go to tech. So he's just, the, the, I get calls from investors begging me for deal flow. Shana, please send us companies. Please show us what you have all the time. And to, to show by example, um, so we, we have uh, a, uh, about 20 companies that are now going through the state due diligence. But the state works at its own speed. So I showed eight of them to a private investor in New York. In two weeks, he had calls with all of them and told me yesterday he's investing in the first. This is a New York-based mega angel that said to me, I love what you're doing. Let them stay in Hartford, for sure. So already I'm starting to bring in the, but this is, a, he's a very big angel. He, he's done, he probably does 20 to 30 deals a year. But imagine he's already looking at eight companies that are getting ready to move to Hartford. So I think the best, and, and CTNX has said it all the time, they don't want to be the ongoing money. They just want to start it. Exactly. One of the challenges has been here that they tried to start, but nothing sprouted from. But we are private in mindset. We did not start with grants as a place. I have never taken a grant. I never plan to take a grant. And it's all private money. But the companies that are coming, we need to give them something now. There's not enough going on in Hartford. So I start with the state. And the state is the seed money. One of the companies we're bringing is raising $2 million. The two fifty dollars gets from the state is pocket money. But it's what to bring them to Hartford. Once they're in Hartford, 
I have a bunch of friends in West Hartford that are waiting for this deal flow. They're investing today in Silicon Valley and they're waiting for the local deal flow. So it's important, and I say this all the time, people don't believe me. There is so much money in Hartford. You don't have to look too far. You don't know it. I know it. They're angels. Now, the VCs, the minute there's what to come for, you'll see there's going to be a VC here every week. They're going to take offices here because they want to meet the companies. It's just a matter of... uh, of amounts. Can I just say, it's really, it's really refreshing to you're so upbeat and positive about Hartford. It's, you know, <laughs> a lot of our guests are, but a lot of them are not so much. And it's just, it's very nice. Thank you. That's, that's really, you know, we need cheerleaders right now and glad to have you. Like, well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You can't fake this passion, right? It's, right. No. It, it's true. I really believe there's an opportunity here because I say to people, and I said it actually in our opening night, I don't think Hartford wants to be Boston or New York. Boston and New York are not that great in, in many things for entrepreneurs. I'll give you an example, and I've used this a few times. For me to illustrate the difference between uh, a New York and a Hartford is when Thanksgiving came, and I've been living in, in New York City for many years, I did not get one invitation. In Hartford, I got 30. <laughs> 30 invitations. And they shows, say we're not friendly here. <laughs> yeah. But it shows you what an awesome community you have here. And, and if you think of an entrepreneur or a startup, they're struggling to, to, with, for money. They're struggling for support. They're fighting against investors. They're working hard. They're fighting for their dream. And they just hear all day, it's terrible, won't work, we're not going to get our money. So having this uh, natural support, living in a beautiful place, it's a game changer. And I can say that because I lived in a city where man ain't man. You live in a building that no one knows your name and no one cares and no one cares if you fail. No one even knows if you fail. And, and things like this, this could be such a nurturing pod for entrepreneurs. And I think we have it wrong. Somewhere someone said you could always only be successful in a big city. And that's a lie. And my, my, my goal is to eradicate that line, to prove it wrong. You could really, you could possibly be much more successful in the small cities. So does that mean we're going to get a startup Hart, uh, upward Hartford um, Thanksgiving special? Like, I'm, <laughs> like maybe like uh, bring your laptop or bring your uh, gumbo sort of thing. Like, well, luck. If, well, if I had my way, people would never leave this space and have to eat <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. dinner here, and we'd like get, just you know give out some just turkey. Lock them in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, my whole goal is really to create such an awesome environment with tons of events and 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 just fun things that people don't want to leave. That's really that's when you have success because more and more the millennial generation does not differentiate between work and play. We're not the, yeah. the, the, the generation that at four o'clock run out because we can't breathe, we hate our offices. We love what we do. Many of us have chosen to do what we do. So, you know, if, if you need a break, that's fine too. You just go sit on the couch, you go play a game of pool, you, you hang out at the bar and maybe have an espresso with someone. Oh, there is a pool table. <laughs> I had to double check, I was like, wait a second, what? And there's gonna be a ping pong next week as well. But that's, that's work and play. There's gonna be a meditation room, there's gonna be yoga in the afternoon. So. Changing uh, energy within the environment is what's critical for success. And then I, I would, again, when I lived there, even if I went out for dinner, after dinner I'd come back and work until midnight and past. This, it's, it's like your second home. And think, of, think about how you react in your living room. This becomes your new living room. So if, if I'm successful, we will be having Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. But more importantly, we're going to have awesome parties like Halloween party. Yeah. And that's, that's the, I mean, the massive next party. My so favorite prepare holidays. your costumes. Okay. Very cool. I'll, I'll dress up as a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> You've been wearing that, Kyle. You've been trying that one. It's yeah, getting a little I'm longer sure to teeth. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm trying to learn English. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, so I know. Thank you for for kind of uh, talking a little bit about what's going on. And so I know you have uh, two of the people that kind of work here. So we're gonna kind of bring on. So, um, Nadi, you're closer, so you'll come first. So, <laughs> so Nadi, just want to uh, introduce yourself and uh, what you do here at uh, Upper Hartford, and uh, you know, anything like that. So my name is Nadia Anderson. Um, it's an interesting and very close story for me because when my family moved to America, they picked Hartford, Connecticut. Um, and I didn't know what Connecticut was. I didn't barely know what America was. <laughs> what's and, a Connecticut? Yeah, what's a Connecticut? Um, but my parents picked this town and it was one of the reasons why my transition was so amazing. I felt like the culture and the community here in Connecticut welcomed my family and supported me. And for that reason, I've always been really thankful for this for the city. Um, and that's partly why I moved back. When Sean offered me the job, he said, what did he start? I said, when I find a couch to sleep on. Yeah. Um, and I was here, you know, the next day. Um, so it's really, I felt like there was no better place for me to embody my moving back to Connecticut for, with somebody that also believed in Connecticut. Um, and people ask me, wait, you're moving back to Connecticut? I'm like, yeah, I'm moving back to Connecticut. Um, but my role here as a community manager is, you heard Sean talk about these huge companies and I'm, my goal is to be, to fill this place up with homegrown talent. So whether it's the small entrepreneurs, the smaller businesses, I'm going out in the streets and finding these people. Where are they? Are they in Starbucks? Are they in meetups? Um, really connecting with the local homegrown um, grassroots of who we want in this building. And that concept of a trickling down from, from, the, from the top down. Um, so we have these huge companies upstairs and then we have smaller entrepreneurs and businesses down here. And my role as a community manager, once we fill this place up, is going to be super awesome because I'll be able to connect these people. So let's see a big exec upstairs says, Nadia, I need something down really quickly. Hold on, I'll be right back. Here's an entrepreneur who wants freelance work. I can connect them at the drop of a hat under the same roof. And we want to have this concierge concept here where we make your life easy. So you work on your business, you focus on what you need to do, and we're here for everything else. Um, so right now we're in the phase of filling this place up, and once it's filled up, it's going to be amazing here. We won't want to leave. Me and Chris are moving in. <laughs> yeah. so we already said we need a you mattress. Already found the couch, yeah, right? we need a mattress the in the back. We're going to move in um, to the kitchen. <laughs> you're like someone's going to show off the office, and you're just like chilling. I was like, "What's up?" Yeah, in my pajamas. Um, but and then you know this. I'm actually worried for a minute you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so serious. Um, and then you know Connecticut has this amazing person, like this amazing personality. So I always use the analogy like Connecticut's the, Connecticut's the middle child between New York and Boston. And a middle, a good child, one. <laughs> a middle child needs a different set of nurturing skills than the older child and the baby. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to give its middle child what it needs to be successful. It's been neglected. All right? That's middle such a good is, analogy, though. Like, I've never really heard it put like that. But. Well, I'm kind of middle child-ish. So <laughs> I, maybe I can relate. I have an older sister and a twin sister that's uh, old. Oh, no, I'm the baby. Never mind. <laughs> 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 So, she, sent, she sent her sister. That's really not naughty. <laughs> 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 she's in the office in her pajamas. <laughs> Does she look just like she you? She looks just like me. I'm a twin. Yeah, oh, that is too um, funny. So, but anyway, yeah. So I feel like the middle child needs a different set of skill sets to be nurtured and being be loved. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to love Hartford the way it deserves to be loved. Um, and I feel like I came on board right at the... At, and don't get it twisted. We're a startup. 
yeah, Shauna invested $4 million into this project, but we're a startup. Me and Chris were sweeping the clothes last night. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's startup life. This guy, yeah, multiple life. Hats, this yeah. guy was on a scissor lift last time I saw him. I had his space like 50 feet in the air. I'm like, right. nope, yeah, nope, nope. Right, and that's the most awesome part is that we get to come on at this ground stage, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't own a business, but being a part of this makes me feel like I'm a part of this. Um, and that's why it's so amazing. So, so I assume you came from a big city. I well, I came from the third world, but I was <laughs> I was born in New York, raised in Sri Lanka, then came. My family moved to Connecticut, uh, where I spent my high school. I went to Hall High in West Hartford. Then I went to Fordham in the Bronx, um, and then I went to New Jersey, New York, and I just literally yeah. moved back. My, did you see so you work in the city? Or? Yeah, I worked in the city. I worked in Sri Lanka. I worked in Jersey. You know, um, all over the place, kind of. But and and you love Hartford. That's I, awesome. I That's love <laughs> I love Connecticut. People don't get it. I mean, my car still has Jersey plates on, which is good. It's kind of a warning sign when I'm on the road. <laughs> oh, the old Jersey slide, huh? <laughs> uh, but no, I love Connecticut, and it just it. It touched me when I moved here, and I think that's why it's resonated with me so much. Um, the people were so nurturing to me and my family. The reason why, like, essay became from the city is that it's like one of those things where I have a lot of friends who, who uh, either went to uh, Boulder or Silicon Valley mm -hmm. or New York, right? Mm -hmm. start, or even Boston. Right. And it's one of those things where it's, it's I, I just don't feel like the, the startups are, are um, you know, basically recruiting from the city as much as they can. There's a lot of people in the city who are dissatisfied with their jobs. I mean, if you gave them just, again, they're getting 100K in the city, they get 75 here, and they're still making more money. They're making right. more money. You right. know, like, there's a lot more advantages if you, if you have to start, you know, it's running also, the numbers. So it's it's like, also more than that. Um, so Rachel and I, uh, Rachel's also involved with us. We both live in the city, and we've reg uh, started to see trends of people who have been in the city for a few years that really get disenchanted. And they're like, we're tired. There's too many people. There's too much noise. We want more quiet. And we want to make our money stretch. It's a really good point. A little bit more because you're kind of finished paying rent in the city, and your money's finished. It doesn't matter what you're making, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's it. And so you don't you don't save anything. But it's more than that. It's just too noisy and too too much. And more and more people want to move out to the to those uh, you know the smaller towns. And moving to Brooklyn or Jersey City, apologies, Nadia, is sometimes <laughs> less attractive than moving to Connecticut, moving to Hartford. Just starting, you know, in another concept, it's uh, it's it's more because then you don't have to travel into the city. Because if you live outside the city and you have to travel in, it's Oof, really yeah, tragic. Yeah. That's <laughs> tragic. Tragic. It really is. But if, imagine, imagine you work here, you move to the city, and you get an apartment down the street. There's great apartments here, and and you can walk to work. You have to take subways, and yeah. you have to. So a lot of more people we're finding, and we're trying to understand more how what where those people are, so we can tell them, hey, come to Hartford. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can definitely tell that you spent a lot of time in cities because you called Hartford a small town. And <laughs> I, I come from a small town who thinks Hartford. Like, oh God, <laughs> so we, co we come from a very small town. If you guys have, have you heard of the Durham Fair? Because that's all we got. <laughs> Which is funny because when I tell my friends, "Hey guys, are we going to the city tonight?" They're like, "What city?" I was like, "Hartford." Like, when we say, "Oh, let's go to the city," we just mean Manhattan. And here I'm like, they're like, stop saying that, Nadia. <laughs> well, but it's funny because Hartford is starting to get some of more of the. the light city atmosphere you know mm -hmm. we have the busway now I'm yeah. a, I love the busway this guy looks at me weird oh, sometimes but yeah, I yeah, I, like I love that yeah. I, I mean it's right near my house in New Britain but so a lot of times I can just hop on the busway and I don't have to deal with 84 traffic now it's not the case today because I have all the equipment with me in my car <laughs> tragedy that it is but it's it's a nice it's you know 
the bus stop, I think, is right around the corner from mm-hmm. here. It's, but it's, you know, we were sitting out at Dish the, uh, last night uh, outside having dinner. This it was so busy the street. It was like like ten o'clock, and I'm like, wow, something must be happening. There was so much traffic, and there was you know people on the streets walking and driving and all that. So it is, you feel this awakening. Yeah, yeah. right down the street, as I was driving over here, they, they're doing the, they're closing off Pratt Street now on Fridays, to, and they're just opening it to pedestrians, and, and the, you know, people put tables out and stuff. That's wonderful. Let's do that. What's more of that, please? So nice. So, so you get to work with all the, uh, the kind of, the, the connecting of the company to the... To the uh... Right, and our first step is getting them here. So, you know, if you know anybody, if you know anybody that's looking for space, email me at Nadia at UpwardHardford.com. Oh, she's good. She's good. So, <laughs> she's so, shameless. Yeah. So, so I do no have, shame. Okay, so I do have to ask a question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before you get this on. Uh, innovate Hartford to Upward Hartford. So, I, we, you know, we've been following you, seeing the whole progression, why the change, what happened there, and everything like that. We got I got to know. We, 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 we got to know. We, we got to know. Because we were like, Upward Hartford, hold on. Is that Innovate Hartford? <laughs> No, that's a really good question. And I think whoever wasn't in our opening event is like, what did they just do? Um, So about half a year ago in December, I said, it's all perception. We really need to rebrand Hartford. Because we were speaking about Hartford in the whole world to companies. And companies said, oh, we move there tomorrow. And when they go on the internet, the first thing they find is Hartford and bankruptcy and crime rates (laughs) out of the roof. And and it, I mean, bankruptcy is obviously an issue, but it's not like you live here and you're like, you can't sleep at night because the city's going bankrupt. Um, So I I felt we needed a change in perception. And I reached out to someone who, his name is Sean Cummins. This is a superstar in the advertising world. He created the Super Bowl ad uh, last year for Doritos, the ultrasound. (laughs) This is a guy who's done, I mean, worked with Richard Branson for many years, who really understands social enterprise and startups and and, and ecosystems. And um, one of the things that he did was... um, uh, what's it called? He he rebranded in Australia. He was the one to rebrand Melbourne and then Queensland. So I reached out to him. I remember it was a LinkedIn message, and I said, "I need your help." We're real estate developers and entrepreneurs. We're re- trying to rebrand Hartford. And he answered me back in minutes. He's like, "Sean, I'm in China. I'm about to get on the uh, the stage. I'm speaking to like a million people at a marketing conference. I, I already see what you want to do." And it was the first time that I literally had written a sentence, and he called me the next day, and he said. This is what you want in the next five years. And it was exactly my vision. So I knew right away this was meant to be. And he came in, and they came incognito to Hartford for three days. They just went the streets. They kind of wanted to understand what the challenges in the city are. And they came back with a concept called an upward cities. He said, we have to create, and we were so aligned on that, saying, stop saying you could only be successful in New York, in Boston, in Chicago, and in L.A. It's a falsehood. And that's why, this, I mean, this dominated our last election. Our second and third tier cities have been forgotten, have been neglected. There's uh, so much opportunity has left. If it's manufacturing opportunity, other things, we have to return different opportunity, opportunity, and that's the startups. So he said, let's create a new classification of a city called an upward city. A city that's kind of stuck. And Hartford is kind of stuck in the 80s. But a city that knows where it wants to go, that kind of wants in 2020 to be a silicon hub, like has to fast track between 30 years or more, uh, 40 years to get to get where it wants to, and, and doesn't have time, is losing, you know, doesn't have a minute to wait, needs to do it quickly. A city with a trajectory and a city that will become somewhere the world will look at. And that's the concept of an upward city. So that changed um, the name to Upward Hartford. That's, that's actually an awesome story. 
Like sometimes people just eh, I like the name better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like you have like a whole background and stuff. That's like that's awesome. I love the the upward trajectory look, too. If you look at our logo, actually, um, they decided that the landmark would become the brand mark. So the stilts building became the Ooh. the logo. And if you look at the W and upward, it's actually the stilts. Uh, oh, we're so clever. There's layers to this. <laughs> there's, there's layers. A lot. They gave, like an onion. Yeah, they very, gave me a deck. Deep. They gave me a deck of like 90 pages showing me how they got to the W. <laughs> you know, it's like these, <laughs> these people are hardcore. Listen, there's, I've watched documentaries on Netflix about, you know, just the, oh, what goes into a name. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot. You don't think about it and people will poo-poo it, but it's like, oh, well, that's actually kind of neat. <laughs> but the secondary value of it, which is even more, is that we've been showing this Upward City concept around the world. I mean, Sean has showed it to Richard Branson. Yeah. And I, we, we've shown it to uh, a billionaire, someone who's right under the level of Richard Branson called Lady Kirsch. He's one of the richest men in the world out of South Africa. Um, they've seen this and they said, that's so exciting in Upward City. Yeah. And we're getting excitement about possible uh, redevelopment and investment into Hartford because of this name. Because it's not just let's invest in Hartford. No, Hartford is a city in bankruptcy. Hartford, you do it here, you do it there. Yeah. And, and they're saying in Upward City is something to invest in. So, Richard, come on. Come on down. Exactly. Yeah. That's the goal, to get Richard Branson here. But it also kind of talks to like the Innovation Places grants and all that kind of yeah. you know, activity. I mean, we've been involved in it. And it's one of those things where it's like you, the cities. Each, I mean, you can almost take every city in Connecticut, other than New Haven. Well, we'll leave New Haven. New Haven you know, yeah, they're all, yeah, they got the Yeah, they got the, but, uh, but all the other cities could be rebranded as upward cities. Absolutely. You know, like very easily. Absolutely. Kind of thing and and that's stuff. possibly what we'll do. I can't say what our next city will be. But the idea is to take, uh, there's an unfairness to what happened to these second tier cities and third tier. Hartford is considered a third tier city. And I believe that with 100 startups living downtown, it's a different city. You have every startup around two, three, four people. Techies are flooding the streets. They're eating. We get an Italy across yeah. the street. We do this. They're living town down. They're biking downtown. I love your positivity and vision. <laughs> I absolutely love this. There's been so much negativity lately around the state. I mean, a lot of our startup entrepreneurs that come on here, they're generally fairly positive. But man, you are just exuding it, and I love it. <laughs> Nice. Oh my god. So, so Chris, let's uh, Nadia, it was very nice meeting you. Thank you very, Thank you very much. much. So this is another Chris. Yes. And by the way, Nadia will be telling all stars that just ask you for anything, right? You said anything, right? Anything. Concierge. Concierge. Yeah. Anything. Right, anything. Okay. Now Chris is also from New Britain. <laughs> yeah, nice to, nice to be on here. Um, so my responsibility at Upward Hartford is to engage Upward Hartford, make um, people want to come to Hartford. Uh, something that Harper, Harper's lost is people don't look at it as a destination. Mm -hmm. And Upward Hartford's vision includes making Hartford a, a destination, somewhere that people can go and, and specifically come to our space to enjoy events or um, practice mindfulness. And, and that's my main um, goal here is to engage the community by organizing fun events. I get introduced all the time. As, oh, this is Chris. He, he does all the, he organizes all the fun stuff, which <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, this is great. I, I, I love my job, you know. In, yeah. Um, I come in here and I don't want to leave it already. It's great. I'm, I'm working on what I love and, and hopefully um, soon enough we'll have all these people coming together for events. So, so are you thinking like these events are, you're trying to not just bring in the startups, but the other people that, are, that may be connected to a startup? Maybe, other, like, is that is that kind of like the idea of kind of these other like kind of events or are they, because that's the side of it, right? Because a lot of these, a, a lot of uh, groups have tried to, you know, cultivate the community, try to get people going, get activate people. But 
when you have the same, I mean, there's legitimately a good hundred entrepreneurs in Connecticut that you see at all the same events. I mean, like myself and my, my business partners, we had at one point be like, there's a lot of events every week. Like, we can't go every single night. That cuts another three hours out of my day and all that, you know, that kind of stuff. So is there, is there, in a, again, are the events trying to gear more other than, other than just startups? Well, they're, they're geared for essentially everyone. We, we have a focus on, on our members um, and specifically potential members right now. Um, so our events are to really get people here, create buzz around Upward Hartford. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Upward Hartford is having two food trucks and two live bands on June 16th. Um, like we have to be there or we have to eat our lunch there and then, you know, someone who doesn't know what Upward Hartford is, um, you know, come up to the table and say, what is Upward Hartford? And we tell them and then who knows, they're an entrepreneur out of the woodwork and they're ready to get into our space. Um, so it's, it's really for everyone, um, but specifically giving our members, um, you know, not only uh, what they need to, to succeed in business, but also what they need um, to enjoy themselves while they're succeeding in business. So is that a hypothetical uh, 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 event with the two food trucks and the two bands? Oh yeah, no, is that actually 16th? happening? That June 16th, <laughs> uh, right out front of our building, Stilts Building in the plaza, there will be two food trucks and uh, two bands, uh, one, one group, um, Ports of Spain from New Haven is a shoegaze pop uh, duo, amazing band. Shoegaze uh, pop, yeah, so, that's such a no so, so sounds <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so shoegaze might go over a, a lot of people's heads, but you know, very awesome. Uh, the guitarist is a loop. Uh, he, he uses looping, and it's just a two piece, and it's a it's such a full sound, but it's it's lively. And um, the, the other band is a more local a Manchester reggae band called uh, Souls of Zion. Um, oh, now you're talking my speed. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, my goal is to you have know, a, a diverse um, taste of music and a diverse taste of food. Um, Samba's Cuisine is Spanish and Brazil food, and uh, we'll have uh, um, its uh, taste and spice, and uh, they are um, more halal and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw them outside. I was like, if I was not late right now. <laughs> I want to add something, because you raised a really good point. I mean, if there's 100 entrepreneurs in the state... Like, it's the same events and all that. And a lot of that has been done. But let's take a case study. This, this building is filled with lawyers. We can all assume that the lawyers and accountants in their building are earning a pretty penny. And they're investing in something. They're probably putting yeah, yeah, yeah. in real estate. The more we can engage them, the more we can get them as angel investors. Maybe 20 grand in a company. Maybe 25 in a, a grand in a company. It'll take time and they'll get to know the companies. They all go out to lunch between 12 and 2. The food trucks and the live music will be down here. <laughs> There's just a thousand build people in this building alone. Yeah. Those are our target. Those, you, they probably won't take space here, but they may. They may say, oh my God, I just invented, and this happened because a lawyer in this building calls me up and say, I just invested in a, in a golf app, and they were here today because they're taking an office. So the guy, their founders are from Atlanta. His employees are here, so I could have never gotten to him, but because the lawyer heard about what we were doing. So... There's so many networks into and things. What if what if I just said I want the early retirees, you know, to leave some, or people that are leaving the companies to, to come to our space? We have to create more entrepreneurs. We can't be content with the hundred we have. But let's take another step. There's a guy that reached out um, about half a year ago. He wants to be a summer intern here. Amazing, amazing guy. He just told us he's finishing school. He's starting his own business. So that's how you create your members. You don't you don't say okay. Everyone that is in it, but that's how we spur the local. We need hundreds of entrepreneurs here, but we're going to have to actively create them. What if an MBA student came to one of our events and said, this is so much fun. I want to sit here because I want to sit here. 
then I'll start my own marketing consulting firm. And I'll just take space here and then I'll be, I'll get, you know, or I'm a graphic designer. Then I'll do my own thing. I'm not going to go get a job because there could be so many companies here I could, I could you know, get, get work done. That's what the events are geared for. And the range of events that Chris is planning, I mean, it's actually most of that. That's what we call in the fun stuff. It's not going to be all networking events by far. You're talking about, and you could tell the type of events. Uh, sure. Would you share? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have... A- a plethora of events um, coming up. June is going to be a light month, but July is going to start kicking. We have, um, you know, these food trucks and music events going to be running regularly. Uh, live music um, in, inside our space, right where you're sitting here. Yes. Um, with, you know, <laughs> great lighting um, that's coming in and also, uh, you know, our, our TV screen displaying, you know, great graphics behind it. Um, we'll have, uh, we're, we're gearing up for having uh, art on these walls and having art galleries um, and bringing art receptions here so that, you know, we, we want a mindful office and, and promote health. And so along with that, there's yoga and meditation um, regularly happening. Um, these are things that our members need, you know, need to be successful. Um, they want to feel... That and don't forget your live jam session. Yeah, and, and <laughs> open jam sessions. Um, so, you know, it's just another another facet is um, not only just to let the musicians um, play, but, you know, give our members... There's probably some members that are going to be in here that know how to really rip a guitar, and they're going to love that they just got done with this shift, and at 5 o'clock, they can sit down and, and play some guitar. Don't ever let me near an instrument. If you see me picking up anything, run the other way. Well, it didn't sound like you needed an instrument to make the noise. I've actually played numerous instruments. It was actually because they started trumpet, and then next year was trombone, but then next year was like the baritone, and the next one was like tuba, and I got to play less and less notes. And so by the time I was done, I was like, this is not good. You know, they're just like trying to like say, just do this one note. Getting farther and farther in the back there. Listen, you just go and stand in the other room while we play this song. Yeah. So, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that is, is important to, to consider is that what, what has, the walls that have broken around the rest of the country right. have not in Hartford. So when people think of an entrepreneur, they say, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm a dancer. I'm not an entrepreneur. Yeah. We know that every artist, every person can be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is not tech. No. You could be an entrepreneur in, in a new ice cream. You can make or, a lot of money in other fields. Exactly. <laughs> but you could still be an innovator and entrepreneur. So maybe we, we're going to do a program with a, a dance students, you know, the performing arts of uh, at UHeart, where, where they're going to put up a show here. And then they're going to get to talking. She said, you know what? I'm about to graduate. I was going to go get a, the dancing company, but maybe I could develop an app where teaching uh, young girls how to dance, whatever. Or maybe I maybe she meets someone who says I'm working on that. Can you come on as an advisor because you're a dancer? Yep. So we have to make entrepreneurship accessible for everyone. We want to teach four year olds how to code. That's one of the programs we're going to have here. So everyone who has four year olds, get them ready. <laughs> who needs child labor laws? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, well Pratt and Whitney needs help with all the jets. We're yeah, going to train exactly. the kids. Yeah, yeah. Just a room full of twelve year olds coding all day. Yeah. And so actually, one of the things that kind of uh, almost uh, sparked it is that. You're not actually, you're, you haven't actually said it, but I think it's maybe what you're getting at is that, so you're talking about cultivating these entrepreneurs, making new entrepreneurs, or taking people out of industry and saying you can do something else, right? Um, but it also seems like you're trying to cultivate new investors. Yeah. So in the sense, there's a lot of people who may have money and, you know, just sit in the it's bank. Called, it's not making It's money. called building so an like, ecosystem. <laughs> the yeah. ecosystem has on one side entrepreneurs and on one side money. Both have to happen together. The state doesn't have enough of either. The city doesn't have enough but, of but, either. But that, but that means you have to start getting people to be more risky. 
right? So it's like so. So you're talking about next like, risk averse town, and you know, yeah, the, we are the that. land of steady so, habits. So, so, so which is it's just very interesting that yet yeah, you know it, it that's a key component to, to what you're talking about, and I lo- I love it because I think there are a lot of people who who don't consider themselves an angel investor, but yet they could put in twenty grand, and then their time and their input, and that company could skyrocket, right? Exactly. And and, it, and that's the other big side of it is the connections because. You, you know, Tim Ferriss always says your network is your net worth and all that good, good stuff. So, um, so I, I think it's. Can I, I'm going to give you an example of that. So, um, there, there's one of the guys, uh, a local insurance executive who's become very active. He actually started something called InsureTechHartford.com. He, he started this when he first met me in, in, uh, in December and he's been incredible. We've had already a hackathon and a proto hack. We're planning a startup weekend. And he said to me, Shauna, I want to feel like I'm working for something. Um, can, that, that we can actually, you know, it's not only community, let's create an incubator. And I said, great idea, let's create an incubator. I said, I'm committing the first 100000 And then I brought an uh, angel investor from Boston who's been eyeing Hartford for a while, and I said, commit another 100000 And then I said to this executive, you have to bring the last fifty because we want the 250 okay. He said, but where do I bring it from? I said, excuse me, I've heard your salary. <laughs> you could... You You're could a give a company, few <laughs> no. You could give a few pennies, and he said, "Hey, I never thought of that." And I said, "All your buddies—they're raking in a big salaries there. You believe in what you're doing. You believe in insure tech. Show you believe. Why can I commit a hundred and you can't commit?" So he said, "That's so interesting." And he brought in the last fifty within twenty-four hours from his friends. Do I need another boat? Or <laughs> you know, I mean, that's yeah. But it, it's it's it's. First of all, they don't need another boat. Second of all, <laughs> most of them already have one. But they the, hate the, it. the idea is you're exactly right. Because look, assume that everyone that has money is already investing. The question is in what? Well, and they're usually passively investing. It's out there, it's done, they have their money yeah. and they're doing it. But it's also but the, the, the competition side of it is very interesting to me because you know a lot of these guys are very competitive and they like that, mm, well, mm. He's well, doing it. Twenty grand I can make into what? You know, yeah. like you know, this I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta give them the, the the angel investor lure, like myths, right? You know, not the myths, but the uh, the fables, you know, kind of came. But so, um, no, it's great. That, like that kind of stuff is that we've we've seen it. You know, kind of there, where there's definitely people that are um, that have money that are willing. But again, they're they they're still a little cautious. Yeah, they're definitely still a little cautious because a lot of them don't understand how to bet the companies. Right? But that's what, what, what we're that's meeting? what we're telling yeah. them: only twenty five grand and not half a million. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is, uh, it's obvious you're bringing a new enthusiasm. You're bringing a lot of ideas to downtown Hartford. A time when, this is a good time to be doing that. It is. Yeah. Very good. So any, uh, any other uh, good events coming up soon? Uh, yeah. We're gonna, we'll give you a couple more and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, sure. Um, so we'll have uh, the food trucks running. There'll be more coming up on our calendar soon. Um, you know, like I said, the, the meditation and the yoga will be happening in uh, the 13th and the 15th. Those are going to be free sessions. Our first yoga session, nice. our first meditation session free. Um, we really want to, you know, get people in the space and show them what it means to you know, be a member um, here at Upward Hartford. Uh, and then, you know, of course, that Halloween party um, yes, yes. Got in the pipeline. But also in July, um, we're going to be having our app um, unveiling party. Um, and this, this is going to be a big event. We have an amazing app um, that, you know, members um, will utilize as well as people outside the community to see what's going on in at Upward Hartford as well as booking conference rooms or um, posting to our timeline that's on the, on the app. Um, anything you can imagine with Upward Hartford you can achieve with, with this app. Um, that's so, actually an incredible point, the app. Yeah. The thing about it. The app is a, is a tool that will connect 
every asset in the community to the entrepreneurs. You'll be able to find interns, investors. You'll be able to book assets in the University of Hartford if you need a 3D printing machine or a prototyping machine, if conference rooms you're going to need here. Anything that, that you may have mentors, you'll be able to book, you'll see all the office hours here and be able to book a mentor. You can add, add yourself as an expert so people can connect to you. The app is free, it's easy, you can already download it, and we're launching the next phase of tons of features in the launch party. Good yeah. thing. So is that iOS and Android? Yeah. It's What's called Upward Hartford. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and no way, no way. I know. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, Mind-boggling. Yeah, brand recognition. You could download it now. It's on the App Store. It's live. Um, nice. All right. You know, come to our, our unveiling party where, you know, it's really a celebration of how, how we've gotten here. What is that date? Um, we don't have an exact date, so okay. keep, keep, keep your eyes out for the app. Um, it's going to be mid-July. But mid-July. Mid-July. Okay, mid-July so live, yeah. live music, um, you know. Great um, features for the apps, contests, uh, lively atmosphere. Um, it's going to be a, a great time. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Great. Well, yeah, we're excited. I think uh, yeah. hopefully this isn't the, the last time we're here, you know, recording a podcast, obviously. Oh, no, you're stuck with us. Yeah. No, you guys are <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> you have to become more fun. But it's, it's an important point of what uh, Chris is saying. This place is for the community. It's yours. It's not ours. Tell us what you want. If there's something we're not offering, if there's an event you'd like to see on the calendar, reach out to Chris. If there's a service you want, because Nadia will be working, for example, to connect interns to the companies or the companies that are hiring get them employees. So if you're looking for a job, if you want to be part of this place, if you're an intern, you can reach out to us. Anything you need, I mean, we can't obviously maybe do everything right now, but we want to know what is needed so we can start figuring out how we do uh, address everything. So, so you can't, Nadia, you can't do everything, right? You, you said everything. Okay. Close though, close. <laughs> I don't know. Not everyone's going to come up with a random request. <laughs> no. Um. So thank you all for talking with us. This was a this is a wonderful conversation. Um. Any last thoughts? Well, everyone, join us. <laughs> yeah, all right. Come, yeah, come down and check it out. It's, it's definitely a, a pretty dope place. This place is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Come on uh, Fridays from ten to two. We have open working. It's open working office hours. That's what we just did today, and what you kind of came at the tail end. And it's free, and so it's you can free. really experience it. So right. come enjoy the space on, on Fridays. Every Friday. Bring your laptop. Bring your charger. Do some work. You're going to meet some great people while when you're working here. And uh, yeah, you're just going to want to become a member. You're not going to want to leave. And everything going to have to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Kalina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input, our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. And please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on connected startups. Soon.